What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 57 of Tighten Up the Dog Pound. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Thomas Head here, and joining me today, he's sick as a, he's sick as a dog. I would say he's doing his Jordan flu game. Michael Jordan didn't really have the flu. He was just hungover from gambling in Vegas all night. But ladies and gentlemen, unlike Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada, Michael Welsh has a job to do. How are we doing, sir? Uh, like you said, dude, I feel like shit. I think uh, I woke up feeling like a truck ran me over. Uh, so I'm hoping I'm not getting super sick from going to uh i went up to cleveland for the game was in a few airports you know how it goes it's that time of year where everyone's getting sick so uh other than that the vibes are very high uh cleveland browns are seven and three and i in so many years of watching football and then being having two or three wins right now i just can't complain too much so how are you doing buddy how are you feeling today we're doing great. Uh, Tennessee basketball is still undefeated. Big win over uh, Syracuse yesterday in the uh, Maui Invitational. Amazing. So, uh, you fully have switched vibe, to college basketball season. Vibes are high, and um, my alma mater, the Austin P. State University Governors, are the United Athletic Conference football champions. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> incredible. Hopefully, the Couldn't, Titans will be able to pull some talent from them. Dude, we can only ho- we we can only we can only hope. <laughs> Oh, buddy. Speaking yeah, of the Titans, Titans. Three and seven, uh, man. Yeah. I don't so think as, either, as, as much as as much as I love being a hater, I don't think either of us had this on our bingo card this year. <laughs> certainly didn't, as we uh, both predicted, a double-digit loss to the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars. Even worse than we originally predicted. Yeah, that was tough, man. Uh, 30, I, wanted, to I, wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you about it because I was uh, I was up – at the game in Cleveland, so I didn't get to watch any of the Titans game. I just kept checking ESPN scores on my phone. So was it was it as bad as the score said? How did Will Levis play? Oh, it was honestly uh, it was honestly probably even worse than what the score indicated. Ah, uh, brutal. A lot, 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 a lot of garbage time uh, action. You know what I mean? Yeah, I saw Levis had two touchdown passes, but I saw like a lot during the game. He did not have two touchdown passes. At least I think I could be misremembering. I don't yeah, know if first, he got those late or what. First touchdown pass came after we were down 27 to nothing on a very aesthetically pleasing uh, trick play to where he, okay. you know, nice nice little moonshot to, Deon- to DeAndre Hopkins. Um, let me see it. That, came, that was the last play of the third quarter. Okay. And then just at the very end of the game with four minutes left of the game. And, of course, just warms the heart of all Titans fan. Jeffrey Simmons caught a touchdown pass. Yeah, that's a good little moral. Uh, that's, that's, that's good for the good for the morale right there. So, yeah, no, it was, it was just an ugly game. Um, very boring to start off. Um, the you know it's been the story all year. You know, defense holds it together at the beginning, but because the offense just goes three and out, defense is on the field the whole time, and then just as the game goes on, opposing team's offense starts getting a little bit more momentum. And then it just blows wide open in the second half. So, I guess Calvin really must have had a bet on himself because he went off this game. Shit, he sure he sure did. And Two touchdown catches, hundred yards. Yeah, yeah. I was. That's the only downside. Whenever you go to a game in person, is you just can't like have really red zone going or 
keeping up with other games by you know actually watching them so but i was i was curious with this one if it was as bad as it looked so so, i mean we 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 said that they would split with the jags um so this is the loss of that split if that were to happen but like absolutely well in in week 18 when the jags sit all their starters after they have the division right (laughs) up that's when we that's that's when the magic happens baby so i mean do you do you feel better or worse or the same than you did i feel the exact same yeah this season is just kind of a wash at this point it it like you know it's like i said last week you know wins and losses you know you just can't focus on it because it's not really gonna matter in the grand scheme of things you know if you win that's awesome that you know that shows growth in the team if you lose i mean hey there'll be a better draft pick one step closer to marvin harrison jr oh buddy yeah seriously that would be if you guys somehow could pull that off you need to just tank right now fully tank Mm -hmm. so when was the last time the titans had a record like this was this pre-mariota Oh goodness, yeah. This was uh, we're we're back in the 2015 days, but I can. Uh... Oh, buddy, yeah. I, I was I, I was curious about that because I know for a while, you know, the Titans have. I feel like you guys have been nine and seven pretty much every year. Well, last year the one, one you know, seed, seven one and ten. Yeah. That was the first losing season we've had since yeah 2015. We finished <laughs> three and thirteen that year. So that's right. Yeah, yeah, dude. We're that down horrendous 2014 right now. 2015 era were back to back it was two and 14 and three and 13 with is uh it's what we in the we in the business call a tough scene just and... another season for the browns for a lot of years so so yeah how, how, how is your perception of titan's twitter handling all this absolutely is terrible. it like oh so, so... We, there, there's a large sect that is uh ready to fire mike frable well, so that's what I was about to ask because I've seen and before I even jump into this, like I, I definitely do not think you guys should fire Mike Rabel. Not uh, but I have seen a lot of these like coaches odds of getting fired at the end of the year and his, his name is like number two or three or so. You know, it's I've pretty high up. Well. And I'm just yeah. like I know that they're having a bad season, but like he's been so good there overall. And you gotta understand the circumstances if you're ownership and GM and whatnot in terms of like lost Tannehill there's just not a whole lot of talent you don't have you know like secondary is bad you don't have a true like good crop of receivers I mean like you said after Hopkins the drop off like Chigakonkwo hasn't really stepped up the way there's just a lot of things and then you have Will Levis playing you know rookie playing who has looked good at times but also it's just like you know there's a lot of factors of why you guys are three and seven so I'm just like why there's no way you fire Rabel after this year I mean, but, you would think so. That, that That's a very common sense take. But, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's a lot of, um, you know, we we crave instant gratification and yeah. immediate results. And it's just, I, I just don't think, I just don't think a lot of people were honest with themselves of, like, the state of the roster or the state of, you know, the Titans. And, I mean, you know, this is me talking, you know, predicting a 10-7 and 7 record in an AFC South title. But, you know. I also knew that this team wasn't world beaters and that them having a good year this year was dependent on a lot of unknowns on a you know a lot of guys being in positions they haven't been in before a lot of second year guys that you would hope would have stepped up that absolutely none of them have from Traylon Burks to Chick Conquo. Um, um I mean so the offensive yeah. line is bad there's no depth on defense um cornerback room is you know christian fulton you just don't know if you're going to get a good game out of him or not sean murphy bunning still hurt traded away yeah. kevin byard it's just it's not a whole lot of like you know talent at every position 
yeah at this point and depth like you said like it's just you know i, I think what did i have them eight and nine at the this yeah. season I believe that so. was i mean like and, and you know like it doesn't even seem like that's likely at this point which is to my point of when we kicked off the episode i was like i don't think either of us thought they would be three and three and seven right now yeah um but you know like the writing was on the wall with some of it like Tannehill this kind of being his last year which i know he got injured but you know there were a lot of people national media wise that just kind of were just like at what point do you want to give will levis a chance if Tannehill doesn't you know if you keep losing games and you have a rookie behind him it's just kind of how it goes yeah but even if things were going well this year i mean i just this would have been Tannehill's last year anyway just because of his age and contract you know they did trade up to get will levis as well yeah yeah so it's uh you know like i said didn't think it would be to this level but you know, we we've talked about this briefly, and we'll talk about it more, of course, as after the season ends. But I mean, you guys are going to have some money to spend next year, and you're going to have some uh, hundred million dollars. You know, uh, yeah, and you'll have a high draft pick. This is just how the NFL works, as all the fans out there know who follow it. You know, like you have years where you can't spend money, and then it comes back around, and the salary, ca- you know, and then you can if you it's do it cyclical. Right, it, you know, it goes yeah. in cycles. You know, you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down, yep. and that's just go get T Higgins. That's that's what I want. That's what you guys need to do. 100%. I've been pre. I've been preaching that. I w- when I knew he was going to be going into free agency. You know, last year yeah. I was like, oh, there's no way they're going to keep all these guys. I was like, oh yeah, T. Higgins. That's the odd man out right there. Uh-huh. Come back you get, to the Yep, you get T. Higgins with Hopkins, and you know, a second year Will Levis. That's that's some good. That's a good start right there. You know. Um, yeah. And then after we draft Marvin Harrison Jr., then you just have <laughs> Traylon Burks as wide receiver four. Oh my God, Kevin <laughs> Brooks would be sent to the gulag at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, we've talked about Burks and we talked about Caleb Farley. There's just been some of those like misses that, as a as all the Browns fans out there listening to, I mean, when you miss on draft picks, it just sets you back a couple of years. Uh, Thanks for the guys, that, Isaiah Wilson. Yeah, I didn't want to hurt you too bad right now. As we as we, <laughs> you know, sure could use a competent tackle right now as we show yeah. the worst offensive in the league. Lord. Yeah, but, well, but but yeah, the loss didn't shock me at all. I don't think it shocked you either. So, but having no. said that, uh, we've got the Carolina Panthers coming in town. This should be one of those victories where we talked about y'all's remaining schedule. I mean, Bryce Young is so bad, and the Panthers are just kind of dog shit. Like, if you guys lose to the Panthers, I will be. I don't know if concerns the right word because the season's already kind of lost, but I will be surprised. Like you guys should win this game, like twenty-one to ten or something. Like I don't know. We should, gotta we get should. defensive touchdown off this game. Like I don't know, but Su- surprisingly, Titans undefeated at Nissan Stadium. That is very surprising. Yeah, I wouldn't guess that. Only played three games there this year. Well, yeah, I, I did mention that in the last episode. Now that I remember, in terms of you guys being like zero and five on the road or something, or zero and six on the road, so that actually does make sense. So, yeah, uh, we, did. we saw. Um. What? One, two, three. Yeah, I've got four home games left. Yeah. I mean, if so. you stick to that, you could you could finish that seven. I think best case scenario for you guys right now, and I, I said this as a Browns fan for years, especially 2018 and on. Like, it, I guess it depends on how you want to look at it. If you're a fan who wants them to just kind of tank and just get a high draft pick, totally get that. But also, like, if the players and the coaches want to just like finish with like a an eight and nine season looks way better than like a three and fourteen season on paper when you look at like year by year. This is Vrabel's coaching history, you know what I mean? So like, you yeah. gotta wonder if the players want to. I mean, I feel like players always want to win, so they're gonna want to try to finish as best as possible. You're not gonna make the playoffs or anything, but it's just that 
it's that other side of it. It's like, okay, well, you're already playing poorly. Like, do you just want to kind of phone in the rest of the season and, and get a higher higher draft pick next year? I always wonder how those conversations actually go behind closed doors with coaches and personnel and ownership. Like, how much of that stuff gets talked about? Yeah. It always just, like, fascinates me. I know I know. with a variable coach, it's going to be get everyone, yeah. get everyone possible. And, I mean, again, like I said, don't focus on wins and losses. Like, you know, I want to see, for example, you know, I want to see Will Levis' growth. You know, does he get better from week to week? What kind of foundation are we going to build off from his standpoint next year? Um, Chris Hubbard, season's over. So we're going to see a six-round pick, Jalen Duncan, in at right tackle for the rest of the year. I want to see how he does kind of, you know, how he looks from a starting point this week to versus how he looks in week 18 and what kind of growth we see from him. Um, can Dylan Raynans play halfway decent at left tackle and then maybe hopefully he can secure a roster spot next year and he can be some solid depth, you know, yeah, just think things like stuff that. like, yeah, reps and just seeing, seeing progression for sure. That's, uh, speaking of Chris Hubbard, cause he played for the Browns. I loved him on the Browns. How, how did he play for you guys this year? I know your Solid. offensive line wasn't like he, he's, a, I mean, he's an he, average guy. Yeah, he wasn't wasn't like. spectacular, wasn't terrible. But I mean, considering that, like, hey, just grabbed player X off the street, performed well. Yeah, I always liked him. So, uh, but yeah, Titans are three and a half point favorites over the uh, Panthers Sunday. So, yeah, um, yeah I think Titans, win. Def- Titans 27-17 win. That's what we're going with. Yeah, I'm sticking with the 20, 21-10. I feel like this should just be an easy win. Give up a touchdown, a field goal, and just like I said, defensive touchdown. I can see happening. Uh, yeah, you, this should. If the Panthers come out and beat you guys, I know it's any given Sunday, but that would just be like a massive eye roll, just like in the season at that point. <laughs> they are, they are really bad. Oh, buddy. Well, as you mentioned, went up to Cleveland. Cleveland Browns. They did it. DTR got his first career win at his second start. 13 win over Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh Steelers. Former offensive coordinator Matt Canada, who got fired this morning. Sure did. Love that. He's dead. He's broken. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. From the Nick Chubb intro to everything else, Michael, walk us through that day. Man, I'm not going to lie. You've known me for a while. You know I've been a Browns fan my whole life. There hasn't been a whole lot to cheer about. And this is just one of those seasons that just feels really special. And I'm not sitting here saying we're going to win the Super Bowl, but like there's just been a lot of odds against the Browns this year from injuries and just, you know, like they've won these games. It's like the cardiac kids back in the day. That's why they were called the cardiac kids because they would, you know, last second win so many games and just cause the fans to have a fucking heart attack. And that's just how it feels this year, man. We, we have won games that we would always lose. Uh, and this, this Steelers game is, is kind of one of those. And yeah, like, you know, like, like, like you said, when the, I got in the stadium, <clears throat> watched the hype video, they do the player intros. It's a completely sold out game. You know, uh, Jim Donovan, who's the voice of the Browns, the radio caller has, you know, he has cancer. He's had cancer before it remissed and now it's back. He hasn't, he hasn't called a game all, all year. And he came back to to call this game, and they did a guitar smashing with him at the beginning. And you know, he he was tearing up. It was you know, I've been listening to him on Browns Radio for years. Super nice guy. So that was that was emotional. And then the then the Nick Chubb, they show a shot of him on crutches. First first appearance 
since the injury against Pittsburgh. So it just meant a lot to for him to be there. And I, I know the players probably even felt more motivated to get the win for him. Uh, so yeah, it was, you know, that stadium was a, was probably the loudest I've ever heard it. The, the only other time I've been there where it felt that loud was the 2019 home opener against the Titans. That was a disaster. But man, the hype was real. When they introduced Odo Beckham, I, your ears were ringing. And that, that's how it was at this one. It was, you know, as soon as they showed Chubb, as soon as they did, you know, Miles Garrett's intro, just because he's he's having a just incredible year. It's just the energy there was crazy. I mean, when I say that we did not sit down for three and a half hours, we no one hardly in that stadium sat down most of the game. I was standing for most of the game. And it was just uh you know, we, we, we've talked about the Browns defense this year and the addition of Jim Schwartz and how important it's been. And like seeing that defense in person made it even more impressive to me because you would just see the recognition, the, like the play recognition and the awareness when the ball was snapped of just how fast all the players were and how they just were almost always exactly where they needed to be. I was like, man, this is just, this really is something special. Um, so yeah, it was you know the the Browns Browns played uh, Browns defense played really well the whole game of course other than the one big play to Jalen Warren, uh, and you know when when the when the Steelers tied it I was just like this is you know with the way the Browns offense has been they they couldn't move the ball up in the first quarter I don't know how much of the game you watched but it was a uh, it, it was a tough day for DTR and not fully because of him like he had seven drops in this game. David and Joker had a few drops. Uh just uncharacteristic drops. Every time we turned around there was a drop or there was a there was a run play for less. And and what happened was like the Steelers realized that that DTR wasn't going to throw it on the field. So they started jumping routes left and right. I mean, little out routes, little you know, curl routes and stuff like when you know that that's all that's going to be thrown like as a defense you can adjust to that easily and then, you know, we we saw what happened. It was it was tough, but what impressed me the most was when when they needed it, they came through. When they had to drive down the field to win the game, DTR made very impressive throws, including like a 15-yard one to Elijah Moore that was a big-time NFL throw. I had a great view of it uh, to get the drive started. And then they, they drove right down the field, and Dustin Hopkins, maybe one of the best trades of the offseason, won us our like fourth game with a kick <clears throat> and yeah that was a uh, I've been to a lot of games and that that is probably the uh the best one I've ever been to from an energy standpoint you wouldn't think looking at the box score and looking at the score of the game that it was you know that exciting but the stakes and the energy was just like really palpable so it was it was it was one hell of experience and being able to come out with the with the win. I mean, that's a huge win, man. We're, we're like a half game back from the one seed, I think now with, uh, with the chiefs losing last night, which feels so bad for Patrick Mahomes. Doesn't have anyone that can catch the ball there, but, uh, yeah, there, you know, there's a, like I said, there's something special about this team. And I, I think the national media is realizing it more and more there between the defense and the, and the story with DTR, they went out and signed Joe Flacco as kind of an emergency break glass. You know, if the wheels fall off with DTR a few games in a row, I feel like Flacco will most likely start at some point in the season. But 
the stats don't really show it. It's just like we had this discussion with Will Levis, and you were just like, oh, if you look at the box score, you think this. But if you're the eye test says this, like DTR played better than the stats say for sure. He didn't light it up by any means, but like he had seven drops. If you add those seven drops in, I think he's at 75% completion. So it was, and I mean, these were drops, drops. They weren't bad passes. They just went right through the hands of players. It was, it was very, it was tough to watch. There was one drive where I think there were like three drops in a row. And I was just like, what is going on? But yeah, I, I feel, uh, as a fan, I feel very uh, excited to see where this team can go. But that was a big win. That was huge. We don't win those games. Just like we don't, you know, drive down and beat Baltimore in Baltimore like that. First time ever we beat Baltimore and Pittsburgh back to back. Like, that doesn't happen for us. <laughs> this, is a lot of year, this is a lot of stuff this year that does not happen for us. It's happening for us. It's, it's kind of crazy. Man, I tell you what. I, I hate to, like, bring bring back points that, like, I just say the entire time every episode. But and I know it's easy to like armchair quarterback, armchair GM or whatever, but the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, like how many times do I have to preach it? Feed Jalen Warren. Was he yeah. like, when you watch that, was he just like clearly not like just like the most explosive player they have? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, every time he gave him the ball, he was gashing us and the Browns defense the whole day was not being gashed. And then he got the ball and was getting five or six yard runs. And I was just like, holy shit. I don't know what I don't know how he's not just RB one there, hundred percent. But was he averaging oh, like six point three yards a carry this year? Uh, the whole year six point two. Yeah, so that's I mean that's I know he's not getting as many snaps as, as Najee, but he's still getting enough to where it's like okay, this guy can play. I mean the eye test alone says this guy can play. Yeah, so. but yeah, I mean Browns man, you run the ball, play defense. Man. It's uh, it's a special thing. Yeah. It's gonna, a, be, gonna, gonna, gonna be in a lot of games. You know, you don't really need the, you know, you don't need like a Patrick Mahomes level of quarterback play. You just don't, don't turn it over. Don't like make a big mistake. Just you know, you got to take a sack, throw an incompletion, punt the ball. Your de- and you know your defense will take care of you. And the Browns' defense is on a very historic run right now. Yeah. So yeah, it, big win, big win over a division agree. rival. And so yeah. So looking ahead, man, I mean, so got the Broncos next week. And that, that's a big game because I feel like, you know, if you win that game next week, then your room for error is just so, like, you win next week, you're at eight wins. And then just, you know, looking ahead at the schedule, you know, Chicago Bears, like I said last week, that's, a, you know, I feel like that's just like a, game, you know, no no game to give me win, but, you know, win yeah. that game, then you're at nine wins. And then between these other five games, you just got to win one of them and you're at 10 and seven. Exactly. So, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think we talked last episode where I said I don't feel like 10 wins will actually get into the playoffs, but I feel like seeing how some stuff fell this past weekend, 10 wins should be able to get, get it done uh, in the AFC, I think. Uh, I would feel, of course, better with 11, but like you said, we, th- this game was, was just as big, like to win this one. Every week, you know, it's just like the margin of error gets like that you can make just gets bigger with these wins. So like beating the Steelers like this, like you said, you go, you go beat Denver, which, you know, they're, they're kind of hot right now. That's not any, I mean, their rush defense is really bad. The Browns should be able to run all, all over them all day, uh, which is goes, goes back to what you said, just run the ball, have DTR take care of the ball and, you know, let your defense do its thing. But yeah, they get a win against them. 
you know, the, the Rams record is a little deceptive, but I do. It, it's one of those things, man. Like, with this defense, I've said it a lot this season. I just feel like we can be in a lot of games just because of the defense. So when I look at the schedule, I'm just like, none of these are easy wins or for sure losses for sure. But like, I definitely look at a lot of these. I'm like, yeah, we could beat the Broncos. We could beat the Rams. I mean, the Jags are the one team left on our schedule and the Texans just because CJ Stroud's kind of like, you know, I feel like even with how good our defense and he may be able to light us up. I don't know. Uh, those are the two that I think could be losses are the Jags and Texans. Like, if I had to pick two for sure losses left. But, yeah, the Broncos is, you know, it's in Denver, and it's – they're they're kind of hot right now. So, yeah. Well, they won two or three in a row, I think. Uh, four four in a row, actually. Four. Uh, wow, but, like you, but like you said, um, so right now, they are the worst team against the run this year. I thought I was. So yeah, they're, I they're, 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 they're currently yeah. at 32nd. And over their last four games, even, you know, so they've won four in a row. They're still giving up 124 rushing yards a game, Damn. which is, which, which is a yeah. lot. So, yeah, Browns go to mile high Sunday. Um, Broncos are two and a half point favorites. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of what, what do you think of that line with the Browns record and kind of what they're doing and how good the defense is? I know yeah. it's in Denver, but do you, do you think that Broncos should be favorites? Since it's away, probably not. And mile high, you know, even regardless of how good like the the individual Broncos team is over the years, that that's always like a super tough road environment. Yeah. So, I like I, it may it makes sense because you you know because at the end of the day, you know you've got a fifth round rookie who you know he got done against Pittsburgh, but you know if you were to just look, you know, just looking at the stats, you know, didn't look like too great. And, you know, yeah. the offense only put up 13 points. So I, I see where Vegas is getting that line from. So, yeah, it just, it always throws me off initially when any team that has a better record than another team is a favorite, not, not even this game, but I see that sometimes. I'm just like, how does, you know, I know there's more that goes into it. Yeah. I don't keep up the Vegas stuff well, as much, but typically they, Three, they give three points to the home team mm. in terms of like, you know, the home field advantage is a three-point swing. So basically what that says is on a neutral field, Vegas would have the Browns as a, as favorites. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. So. Yeah, I, uh, you know, like you said, D, and I'm not over here. I'm, I'm very realistic with DTR. Like he's a fifth-round rookie. You got to, I mean, the game plan that they had, was fairly effective if execution would have been better from receivers. But yeah, I mean, these short passes and just like, don't, don't ask him to do too much, run the ball. Like that's just all you really can do. And you got to hope that he just keeps feeling more comfortable week by week. But that is exactly why they signed Joe Flacco because Flacco has some in shoes and he's, he's not the guy he was, but like if for some reason DTR loses two or even three games in a row, like, with the stakes as high as they are, I mean, you almost got to give Flacco a chance to see. I mean, he played a few decent games last year. I mean, he, he had that Jets game where he beat us in two minutes. He looked like old Joe Flacco in that game. I just worry about him. He just can't move. You know, you get any pressure on him, he's sacked. So, uh, I feel like the upside with DTR is better, but I like the Joe Flacco side. I mean, you, you can't really be selective. Like, there, there's not a whole lot of options out there. It's kind of like you just got to sign someone. I think he was probably the best of the free agents. One of the better yeah. ones, at least. So, but uh, all that being said, 
How do you think this Browns Broncos game goes? God, it's tough, man. I mean, I feel the same way about about it last week. Um, I mean, I guess maybe the Broncos, but it's just because I me. Mean, here's the thing: do you think do you think the Broncos are better than the Steelers? Uh, yes, yes. I think the Steelers are big time frauds for sure. I mean, that, they're like what the only team in the NFL with a winning record that has lost like the turnover margin and and, and been outgained every game or something like the, the that. Now I don't know if no, that's or they've won the turnover, true, but yeah. but I but I know yeah. after the Titans game they were the only team in NFL history with a winning record that far into the season to where they've been outgained yardage every single right. week. I don't know yeah. if that held true in the other games they've played since then, but I know that was the case after the Titans yeah. game. I just um, feel like watch watching the Steelers several times this year because I've seen both Browns games. I watched the, the Titans Steelers primetime game like i just feel like they their their record could almost be flipped whereas the broncos are like i don't think they're great but they are they are a lot, a lot hotter right now i would take the broncos over the steelers if i had to pick so i do think this game will be tougher the only reason the brown steelers game was still very tough is because it's just afc north rival football you know yeah but. so that so like when i so when i think about it that way it's like okay the broncos are a better opponent than the steelers and it's not in Cleveland this time. It's in Denver, which is already which is a tough road environment. That's kind of why I lean towards the Broncos. But at the same time, then I think about it the other way. Yeah, the Broncos are hot and they're on a four game win streak, but they're not like they're not exactly lighting it up. And they're getting yeah. a lot of last second wins. Where I mean, you know, again, Russell Wilson, he's not playing bad, but he's not like playing super. Like he's just, you know, he's not turning the ball over. It's very, it's a very. Yeah. Uh, He's been very game manager esque during this win streak. Yeah, and then I think him going against this Browns defense, like I feel like he's going to turn it over. I, I do too. I really do. He he, he, um, he has not thrown an interception during this win streak that they've had, but I gotcha. I feel like he te- yeah. here, there's he going to be like a forced fumble or an interception, and then like we alluded to earlier, like I. And again, it depends on I, I don't know what kind of game plan Kevin Stefanski is going to have in place, but like if they can just, you know, they should be able to run the ball. And I feel like if they just stick to that and do a ball control type of offense, they should win this game. But yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, a lot of it, and this is going to be the case for the rest of the season. A lot of it is going to also just depend on like, can DTR take care of the football as a fifth round rookie? I mean, he threw that interception against the Steelers, but it didn't really hurt them at all. They pretty much got the ball right back, but it still is, you know, that, that is like every week, number one factor for me of, uh, cause you know, with, with great quarterbacks, if you turn, turn the ball over, you can still come back and win. It's just, I, there's so much unknown with DTR. I'm like, if he, he's got to take care of the ball. Um, but I mean, with the way miles Garrett and the defense in general, dude, my, I just want to talk about that for a second. Miles, miles Garrett is, we, we, we've said defensive player of the year so many, several times predicted on the show. And I feel like he's, if he continues, like he's for sure a lock for that. MVP votes. Yeah. Which is just kind of, well, it's an interesting thing because like the fanboy in me is just like, oh yeah, he should get MVP votes because, you know, he's Miles Garrett. I'm a Browns fan. But like realistically, if there is ever a season for an offensive player, especially a quarterback, to not win MVP, it is this season because like there are no powerhouse already at 30 touchdowns, you know, uh, quarterbacks out there right now. There, I mean, it is possible, which is just crazy to think. He's on pace right now for 22 sacks, so especially if he breaks the sack record, gets a few more forced fumbles. I mean, 
his pass pass rush like win rate win rate is at like thirty percent. It's something crazy. Uh, and I mean, he he has just like Dustin Hopkins, dude. Garrett has like won us games. Like he's put the team on his back. I think if you take him off the team, we have two or three losses. I mean, the Colts game. It was just a, so many games where he just made yeah. plays where it mattered. It's crazy to you know. It's and I attribute a lot of that to Jim Schwartz. Like we talked about, like to finally be able to fully unlock his potential because he's been great. But like this is another level. It's crazy how fast he is. But yeah, you know this this is a game you you want to see him wreck it a little bit. You know, like you said, get a forced fumble or something in there. I feel like Brown scores 17 to 20 points a game with the defense. Like they can win most games. So get to 17 points and, and see what, see what happens from there is kind of how I'm viewing the rest of the season. I know they didn't get there with that in, uh, at Pittsburgh, but overall, like seven, I feel very comfortable if they score 17 points or more on offense, 17 is kind of the minimum, but yeah. And then Broncos offensive line giving up the seventh most sacks in the NFL this season. Okay. Yeah. So that, that bodes well, um, for the Brown, you know, uh, in addition to Miles, man, like Oboe, Oboe Caroncro, and Zedaria Smith, those guys are playing with their hair on fire every week too. So it's gonna be a big game. I do, I do think the, I, I think the Browns are gonna win. I think it's gonna be like exactly what I was just saying, like a seventeen to 10, 17 to nine type game. Because I mean, we've seen the Broncos get held to low scoring, like throughout the season before this win streak especially so i just feel like the browns defense plays as well they've been playing like hold them to 10 points or so and and play the browns can win so that's kind of how i'm feeling i'm on cloud nine man not a whole lot can bring me down right now not not a single not a single thing (laughs) not a whole lot sure something's good i mean like like i said i i've seen this same browns team have a season like this and they just completely shit the bed or just fold, you know, they're three and seven right now, or they're, they're four and six, you know, like it's just all hope is kind of lost. It's just crazy that it's actually, you know, you're, you're getting national media talk about like Kevin Stefanski getting coach of the year votes. Like that's just, I don't think he'll win it. I think he'll go to Dan Campbell ultimately. But if, if the Browns somehow won the bulk of their remaining games with three different, I mean, they're the only team in the NFL with three different starting quarterbacks to have, the record that they have and the only team to have three different starters that have all three won games. Uh, I mean, you're trotting out PJ Walker and a fifth round rookie and uh, injured Deshaun Watson. You lose Nick Chubb, you lose Jack Conklin. Like there's, there's a lot of just good things in his favor for at least getting some votes, which is, you know, I feel like they'll probably give him an extension at the end of the year. Feel good about that. Um, but yeah, I think the, I think they go down to Denver and still won. Hopefully, alrighty. There you have it. Titans and Browns both win this week for the first time this season. Will they win <laughs> on the same Sunday? Only time will tell. Oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping two rookie starters last week. Where I was like, wake up, Will Levis and DTR both get a get their rookie dubs today, but one of them held true. Mm-hmm. But, all right, well, yeah, the Titans, Titans definitely get a win. I feel like if we go to record next week and the Titans got a loss, I'm just going to give you free will just to air out all your grievances. I'm just like, you know what? 
and just go on a 20 minute rant about uh Tennessee basketball instead. That's kind of where we'll be at that hey, point. And they'll still be undefeated when next time we see each other. <laughs> oh, All right, that about wraps it up here. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and sign off because I need to go take some more mess and then probably pass back out. I'm starting to feel I have that like chills and then I'm sweating that fever vibe going on right now. So, uh, yeah. but we'll reconvene next week. Uh, it's been fun. And don't forget to follow Tighten Up the Dog Pound on Twitter slash X at Titan underscore dog 21. I'll leave the rest to Mr. Tall Handsome over there. Tighten up, baby. We'll get through this. <laughs> it's always darkest before the dawn. It was uh, one of the more depressed tighten-ups. <laughs> Go Browns! <laughs> <laughs>